Happy Sabbath. And before you sit down, I would like for you to stand and open uh, your books, your Bible. In the book of John, chapter 15, John 15, uh, verse 1. And he says this. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener, or the Bind dresser. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we go through this message, Father, help us understand what we have already understood. But the more we get to know you, Father, the more we get to know your love, your amazing grace, we understand that we just crash in the surface. Oh, how deep is your love. And how great is your mercy, Father, and your grace. That we don't have words to utter, to express ourselves, and to express to others how great is your love. That our hearts cannot content or contain, Father, your amazing grace. But as we continue to study and as we go through the process, Father, as we continue to learn and as we continue to embrace you, Father, that we may embrace others so that they can come in this process to get to know you better, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. You can be seated. This is a message that I've been working for quite a while. And even to, to yesterday, my wife and I, and she was concerned, and she says, she asked me, do you have it? And I said, I have it here and here, but I cannot express it out. It's been a while since I said, I've been to three o'clock in the morning, and my wife tells me, did you pray? Did you put yourself in God's hands? And I said, I have. But the more deeper I get to this message, the deeper it gets, because it's the love of God. It's the love of the Father for every single one of us. Frankie texted me almost four months ago, January, uh, and he said, Javier, can I put you on the schedule to preach? And I said, yes, sure. Uh, 
And I've been working with this message since then. And as preachers, we are like chefs. We have to taste the message before we deliver it. And through the process of, of preaching, sometimes we get to apply the message before we bring it. And sometimes we still go through the process as we bring it to you. And this message has not been an exception. There has been many things have gone through my life throughout these four months. And I was scheduled to preach a month ago, uh, but it was the baptisms. And before that, Frankie called me and said, can you preach? It's going to be the baptisms. Can you preach a week before? And I said, I'm not ready yet. Because the Lord was not ready for me to deliver it. Because there were still more things to apply. And I'm still going through that process. And as we will see, this passage, this, this message or this verse, basically verse 2, he says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. In... Uh, the NIV says he cuts off in the King James Version. He says it to take away or take, he takes away. There's two ways of interpreting this verse. There's one very common and it's basically very literal. He cuts off or he takes away. The other one is the one we will see to lift up. As I say, it's been things. My youngest son, Eliel, he was having a hard time with his work from school, uh, Matt, and I was trying to help him and explain to him, but he couldn't get it, and he was so distracted, and he just didn't want to get it, and he didn't want to listen, and he didn't want to talk about it. I tried to work with him throughout the weekend. I was running out of uh, patience. Monday, I get in the car, and as we're driving to school, taking my kids, he's the first one I drop, and I told him, what's wrong? He doesn't say anything. There's this song by a group, secular group. I think it's a secular group. It's a, uh, a great big world. And there's a song that they sing with, along with uh, Christina Aguilera. And it says, say something, I'm giving up on you. Say something, I'm giving up on you. And as I'm taking Eliel, and I'm getting close to the school, and he's about to get out, I, say, I tell him, I'm giving up on you, Eliel. I give up. I give up. And he walked out and went to school. As I'm driving to deliver my other two uh, kids to high school, we're driving, nobody's saying anything. I'm listening to some music. 
And as I'm getting close to the high school, my oldest son, Joseph, tells me, don't give up on him, Dad. Don't give up on him. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he cuts off or takes away. The root word or the Greek word here is ire, which comes from the root word iru. And iru has a, this meaning to take away, to remove, to destroy, or to kill. One occasion, there was a vine dresser. He asked a pastor, do you understand the meaning of John 15, verse 2? The pastor replied, no, I don't. Do you? The vine dresser explained, well, new branches tend to grow naturally close to the ground. There, they cannot produce any fruit. The leaves get dirty with the dirt that blows and, 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 and gets on, 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 on those leaves. And as the rains come, they get muddy and they get moldy. And they're useless. They get sick. The pastor asks, what do you do with those branches? Do you cut them off? The vine dresser exclaimed, oh, no, 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 no. The branch is too valuable to be cut off. The key word in that verse, it says, every branch, where? In me. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, my father, takes away. <clears throat> A lot of times we confuse fruit with uh, now I can see you. Sorry. <laughs> A lot of times we confuse fruit and we don't understand a lot of times the meaning of the fruit and what is the fruit. And a lot of times we have taught in the, in, 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 in the churches that the fruit is the growth of the churches and the growth of the people. The more people we see, we, we start looking toward the things that we can see. But what about the things that we cannot see? What is the fruit that he's talking about here? And the fruit that he's talking about here is the fruit or the process of regeneration. We're constantly regenerating. But even before we regenerate, before we have saving faith, and basically there is a process. You have, you're regenerated, and then you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's saving faith. And when you accept Jesus Christ, immediately you are justified. And that's why Paul says we are justified by what? By faith alone. 
And once we are justified, we don't stop the continuation of the, of the regeneration. The regeneration continues before and after. And that's the reason why Christ, when one of, one of the disciples, he said, he, he came and says, we have found, we have found the Lord, we have found the Messiah. And they went in to ask the brother, he says, come, he says, come and see. And they took him. And Christ said, before you saw me, I saw you. I called you. And that is the process of regeneration. Even before we come to, to Christ, to accept Christ, he's regenerating. He's, he's, he's in us. He's, he's through the Spirit of God. He's calling us. Repent. Repent. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But once we accept him, then we continue regenerating regenerating, which is sanctification, which is the process of sanctification. But you see, there are branches that sometimes we don't see the fruit, or we don't see that they are in Christ, and we don't see, and, and, and sometimes we, we tend to judge as a church. And we are so hard on so many people. And we see people that we want to see. Okay, if you're bearing fruit, I want to see it. But have you seen a person? And we have met many who have accepted Jesus Christ. Who we brought them the gospel. And we told them that if they accept Jesus Christ, Christ would take care of them. But they have an addiction. Whether it's drugs whether it is beer or whether it is pornography, all these things can really hurt a person. And we don't know. Or we cannot see in where they're at their house, where they are crying, pouring their hearts because they want to change. Because they want to give up all these things. Because they cannot and they, can't, they don't have and nobody understands them. And it becomes so hard. We have young people. As well as elders. Who go through the process of regenerating. You see, Christ says, remain in me. And I will remain in you. No branch cannot bear any fruit if they do not remain in me. They cannot bear fruit alone. And it goes the same way, the other way. If you are in Christ, there is no possible way that you cannot bear fruit. And that's the reason why this, uh, this, chef, uh, um, this pine dresser tells the pastor, no, 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 you cannot cut them. They are too valuable. These branches are too valuable to be cut. A couple of years back, visiting a lead pastor who went through a coma 
he lost all his abilities. He was paralyzed from the neck down. And he was in a, in a house, a, a nursing home. He was in a nursing home. And my wife and I, we went and we would visit him. And we started studying the book, the book of Mark. And as we study the book of Mark and we see the love, the love of God, of Christ, the passion of Christ. One day, he cried. His tears came out. And he said, oh, my God, Javier. We have heard the church so much in the past because we didn't understand the love of God and his mercy and his grace. And we judge the members so harshly. As I was reading, studying this verse, I had to go all the way back to John, verse 1. John chapter 1, and went on all the way through the whole book of John, trying to find out, does God, does the Father cut away anyone that after accepting Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, and it's not bearing any fruit. Will the Father cut them away? And through the entire book of John, all I see is love. All I see is the passion of, 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 of God and of Christ. And, and, and he says, what the Father, what I do, I, the Father does, I and I, I, me and the Father are one. He gives many examples through the book of John. One, he says that he is the shepherd. He says, I am the shepherd. And the sheep know my voice. And they follow. And my father is, is he's the gatekeeper. And when he opens the door, the sheep follow me. And I lead them out. They are workers. And the sheep do not know their voice. And when a wolf comes and trains the, the, the sheep, the worker runs away. Because he does not own the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. And I would lay my life for my sheep. He would not let you down. And the Father cares so much about every one of us. The vine dresser says to the pastor, We the vine dressers go through the vine. With a bucket of water. Looking for the branches. For those new branches. That are growing close to the ground. 
when we find them, we grab them, we clean them with that water. We grab them and we lift them. And we put them on the sticks, on the cross sticks, where they can be supported. You see the other, the root word, Iru, in Greek, it also has another meaning. And it is uh, it is to be lifted up, to be carried, to be supported. I don't know if I got this right. But one thing I do know is that the Father cares and loves so much that I look at this, this word in Greek and I see the other definition to be lifted up, to be supported, to be carried. And when I see it, it brings me so much joy and so much that, that I see it's like your love is so great because we see Christ, he came to serve us. But can you see the Father also to come down, bend down, roll up his leaves and pick you up and clean you up and put you in Christ's shoulders so that you can bear fruit? The pine dresser tells us, Pastor, once they're there, it doesn't take very long. When they start flourishing. You see whether you're young. In the church. Or you're old. As a pastor I have gone through many stages. Just because I'm a pastor. I'm not an exception. Because before pastor. I am a Christian. Just like you. And we are on the same boat. And sometimes I struggle with sin. And the Father is cleaning me up. Because with sin, and we all know that it's hard to pray to God, that it's hard to find God, that it's hard to bear fruit. fruit is there because we are in the constant regeneration and we repent and we do want, not want to stay and go back because the spirit of God is with us helping us every step of the way I was at work Constantly thinking about, my, about what my older son has said. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on him. 
at work I heard the song and he says I am feeling so small it was over my head I knew nothing at all and I still stumble and fall I'm still learning to love just starting to crawl but God does not he is love he's not learning to love God is love and he is not over his head with what we go through God is oh and there are no words that I can express but when I heard this this song as I was hearing it and I was meditating and what I said to my son, my youngest son, as I deliver him to school. And then my older brother, tell, my older son tells me, don't give up on him. I send him a text close to the end of the day. And I tell them, Joseph, I am not going to give up on him. He texts me back and he said, thanks, dad. Thank you. The Father never gives up on us. He will never give, give up on us. Paul says, he who started the work in us will finish it. Will complete it. To conclude. There's another song. Casting Crown. She's running a hundred miles an hour in the wrong direction. She's trying, but the canyon only gets wider in the depths of her cold heart. Does anybody, anybody hear her? Can anybody see? Or does anybody even know she's going down today under the shadows of our steeples, of our churches, with all the lost and lonely people searching for hope, that is stuck or, or tucked away in you and me. Does anybody hear her? Can anybody see? This is from the Passion of the Christ. And there's the Hamish. Sorry. I put my glass again. This is the image of the woman that was found, found in adultery. In the church, the pastors, the leaders of the church, or should I say the rabbis, but sometimes we do the same. 
That's why these pastors cried and said, oh, my God, we have heard that church so much. The rabbis took these women to Jesus. They wanted him to stone this woman. And Jesus did not. Because Jesus had put his eyes on her. And she lifted her up. She picked her up. And she said, go on. And send no more. And she followed Jesus Christ all the way to his death and to his resurrection. Are you willing to follow Jesus? Are we willing to follow Jesus? Are we willing to remain in him? Whether you say something or say nothing at all, he will never give up on us. God bless you.